Greetings, family. Welcome to today's podcast, <clears throat> Limitless Love, reading from Kenny Copeland's book and Gloria Copeland, Limitless Love, 365-day devotional. We're, we're looking to have an astronomical, incredible year and get this whole book on to our podcast. So today we'll be reading January 26th till I to a whole weeks. I'll tell you when. <laughs> Let me see where I'm at. I need a calendar. January 26. Well, good morning, everyone. God bless you. May the presence of God fill you up with great love and encouragement. If no one told you they love you, let me tell you this. I love you, and I care for you, and I want the best of you. I want you to giddy up and get going and get moving and be the best person you can be for the glory of God. All you have to do is say every time you have a mishap or you're doing something you know you shouldn't be doing, I want you to say, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And bring them into it. Be courageous enough to bring God into the midst of, of our hiccups, of our wrongness, that we know it's wrong. So it's just you just want to thank Him and surrender. I thank you, God. Don't say anything else. That added verbiage is what keeping us locked in. It keeps us on the loop of, of insanity. Just say, thanks, God. You smoke a cigarette. Thanks, God, for that puff of air. Thanks, God. You know, because he's around you, and and, uh, and he's going to flood you and pull that thing out. Relax. You're in love. Enjoy. You're surrounded by love. You're surrounded by air. All you're doing is saying, thank you, God, I'm looking for pornography. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, I'm gambling. <laughs> I do that every time I spend 2 $3.00. A week on the lotto. I tell you, thank you, God, for my new pickup truck. Thank you, God. I see it. I believe it. I care for it. Thank you, God. He loves us like a father. And he'll love us more when we have the courage and the and, and not to hide anything. What are we hiding? That's what bugs God. He sees it, and then he sees your prayer, and he says, Hello. Just say it. What do you got to lose? What if it works? What if it works? Can you imagine how much money you'll save? How much You'll finally start getting those goals you wanted to do, run, exercise, go places, do things, more energy. And he'll fill us with supply of prayers, supply of hope, supply of faith, supply of believing, supply of good friends, supply of encouragement. I'm your friend. The supply for it, yay, it, it, may, it may not be here yet, but it will come if you put in the action I'm asking you to. If you, we should have it by saying thank you for a negative, it will surely come. Thank you that I smoke. Thank you, God. All you have to do is say thank you, Jesus, for a quicker results. Say thank you, Jesus. Anything that hurts, thank you, Jesus. Anything that bothers you, thank you, Jesus. Anything that's broken, thank you, Jesus. Any bill, thank you, Jesus. The 400% fanatical club. 
And that's what I'd like to ask you to come on in to the 400% Fanatical Club. Is that too, too hard to ask? Amen. Okay, I'm going to be reading from Limitless Love from 26, 27, 28, 29 till Sunday, or just to Saturday, 26, 27, and 28, okay? And I want you to put attention to the number 28. That's the reason I'm doing this. I read it last night, and I heard it this morning. I'm going to re-record it. And I'll put that old recording in back of this because it really touched me this morning. I really saw that we are in a battle. We need more love and we need to stay in the word of God. He's telling us there's something coming up in the future, folks. And the easiest way for us to stay strong, wise, is to get into his His word like John 14, 15, 16, 17. Read it the night before and you'll see how pleasantly you'll sleep. Read 1 John 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and you'll see how pleasantly and how powerful you'll wake up in the morning. Just read it before you go to sleep. It'll take you about a half hour, 35 minutes. Just do it. Do it for the, the remaining month of January. And then and tell someone else about it. When, when, if you get any, any, if you get any power, any sleep of what I'm saying by doing that, go ahead and tell somebody else. Tell, tell them. If you want your finances to be over, if you want your life to go smoothly, you're not putting enough wood in the hopper. This is the way to do it. This is how to put a fire in your belly. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for that fire in our belly that only your word can excite. We were made to be excited by your word, Lord, to transform your word, to assimilate it, eat it, process it, Lord, and develop it, Lord. We are developers of your word. We thank you for today's reading. We thank you for the next reading we have, Lord. And we're doing this that you may be glorified in this place. Be glorified in our bodies, be glorified in our lives, be glorified in our actions, be glorified in our acts and words and thoughts, Lord. We glorify the name of Jesus Christ in our minds, in our hearts, in our souls, Lord. Be glorified, Jesus Christ, in this place. We end this honor. We bring honor and glory to the name of Jesus Christ by dedicating our lives to the Lord. And all of God's people say, Amen and amen. So be it, Lord. Have your way. Okay, here we go. Limitless love, January 26. An open door of love. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Again, a new rule I give to you, commandment, suggestion, that you prefer and, and, and love and give thanks for one another, even as I love you and give thanks for you, that you also love one another, give thanks for each other, even in their character defaults. By this process, the love will grow in your heart and people will see that and they will see that you are my disciples, for you will develop love for one another. 
John 13, 34, 35. That's how the Lord loves us. That's how Father God loves us. He loves us with our faults. That's why you want to say, thank you, God, for the offenses when they come towards us. When somebody irritates you, you're working with somebody, they're, they don't want to get the program, they're lazy on their feet. Just keep giving them love. We're growing as we give them love. I noticed that. I want to shut the door and say, man, you're just not producing any results. You're not reading the Bible I gave you. You're not thanking God. And, and the more I think about it, the more I grow spiritually. It's amazing, huh? Okay, <laughs> here we go. This is Gloria Copeland. Years ago, a popular song said, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Remember this song? Usually secular songs are way off base, but this one was very nearly right. All you have to do is change one word and it's perfectly scriptural. Excuse me. What the world needs now is love, God's love. The world is starving for the love of God. Every person in it has been created with a desperate need for divine love. Their deepest yearning is to be treasured and cared for so completely that all of their hurts and fears just melt away. Of course, only their creator can care for them like that, the manufacturer that made them. Only he can satisfy their love-hungry heart, their yearning. But most people don't know that. So they keep looking for love in all the wrong places. <clears throat> Bars, uh, colleges, uh, relationships, physical fitness. They keep reaching out and being disappointed again and again. Where's the solution to this sad situation? It's inside you. As a born-again believer, you are the open door into the love of God for the people with whom you come in contact. You have the power and the privilege to love them with his own love. By loving others the way Jesus loves you, you can demonstrate God's love to those who are looking for it. They will be drawn to him through you. I don't know, you might say. I don't think I can really do that. Sure you can, as Christians love is our commandment, and God wouldn't have given it to us if we didn't have the ability to keep it. What's more, the Bible says God's love is the distinguishing mark of every believer. We're made in the image of our Heavenly Father, and because He so loved the people of the world, we can love them too. In fact, by the power of God within you, you can love so deeply and so well People will know just by watching you that you are a disciple of Jesus. They'll literally find his love in you. And that's what they've been looking for all along. Amen. How many of us can attest to that? When I was first came into the Lord and I started mending my ways, I saw a church having a free car wash, if you will. It was a sign, a bunch of beautiful kids out there, free car wash. I pulled in there, and then they gave me a ticket. They said, go right here next door to Burger King. We were in the Burger King parking lot, and they said, and they'll get you a free soda. The church is paying for it, and the church is watching your car. It's kind of funny. They uh, they locked the, the key in my car. The uh, I had a Cadillac, big old Cadillac. And because these guys were from the streets and they've been transformed, 
And, and one guy goes, oh, I could open it. And within a second, he opened the car. <laughs> he didn't use a key or anything. He used his right thigh and pushed on the key lever with his, kind of like bumped it with his leg right on the edge of the door. And the, do the door popped open and he pulled the thing and he opened the door. And I was amazed. The other thing that amazed me is that I saw Jesus and each one of them walking around like long hair in a robe. I saw in the spirit and they were washing my car. They were washing everybody's car. Everybody was so stunned said they're having a free car wash and giving you soda. I ended up spending about four or five years in that church singing and getting touched by God and healing, healing by the sermons, you know, and, and the worship was just amazing. I saw the heavens open. I saw the I, the whole top of the church open up, and I saw a man sitting on a, looked like a cement throne. It, was, it wasn't elaborate, looked like cement, and square on the edges with armrests. And he had a white robe, and he was about 38,000 feet, 32,000 feet high, and in his face, he had clouds, just like a mountain, like Mount Everest, you know, clouds, white clouds around his face. I couldn't see the face, but I could see the man in his robe, and it was Jesus, and he was stooping. You know, he was looking down inside our church at our praise and our worship. And, that's, and the night before, two nights before, I was in a, in a, we were camping with that same church, all the men, about 27 of us were with guitars, up in the mountains, we spent a couple of days up there, singing and having fellowship, and we sang for about two hours, and then we said jokes. You know, one joke will start on one side, and then this guy will tell the joke to another guy, and he'll tell them. By the time it got halfway, the joke was totally changed around, and it was hilarious. It was just hilarious. <laughs> and we all went to sleep at a good note, and since I didn't take no no camping gear. I, I had someone loan me a, a, a bag, duffel bag, camping bag. I, we, about four of us slept around the fire on the rock. And about two in the morning, I felt somebody sitting on me. And in my spirit, I looked and I saw these big angels sitting on, on rocks. There's about four of them. And one of them was, was sitting on me, and his wings were just enormous. And, like, he wasn't crushing me, but I saw them praising God like we were praising. And they were swinging their hands all the way back and forward. Like, you know, these men must have been about 6'3", something like that, so maybe almost 7 feet. And then when they swing their hand, they would hit, clap, and their hair would go forward, would kind of, like, fly forward from their shoulders, you know, these men, you know. And they were saying something like, yeah, praise the Lord. And they were really digging into vibrant praise. And then after a while, I, I started shaking myself. I said, get off me, get off me. I was telling the other angel, and then I fell back to sleep. And then the next day, we, we all came. Uh, next couple of days, I was in church that Sunday morning, and that's when I saw the, the top as we were praising God, and uh, oh man, was I so close to God in those days in the 80s, middle 80s. I gave everything away. I gave my toolbox, my, you know, I just didn't want any of this stuff to, to, 
to get in my way of uh, seeking the pearly gates. Uh, I gave away my, uh, I had bought a camper shell for my pickup truck and I, my brother-in-law had a pickup similar to mine, so I gave it to him. Anyway, I was a giver. And then one day I went to go borrow a tool from my toolbox I gave it to a relative. And what are you doing in my toolbox? And I go, wow. <laughs> I gave you that toolbox. I forgive you. I forgive you. I love you. I'll buy you a new set. Amen. Okay, moving on. January 27. Thank you for tracking with me. Gloria Copeland. Limitless love. Going forward or slipping back. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe, but strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe, but strong meat belonging to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Wow, Hebrews 5.13. Okay, this, we're going to look it up in a couple of translations because we can and we're not in a hurry and it's too beautiful to pass up. Hebrews chapter 5. Okay, verses 13 to 14. We're going to go with the, uh, what's a good translation to look around? Of course, the Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. We'll go with that one first. And it says 13 to, and none of those who were not of their number dared to join and associate with them. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14. Where am I at? Yep, I'm in Hebrews. Chapter 5, 13 and 14. And none of those who were not of their number dared to join and associate with them, but the people held them high regard and praised and made much of them. More and more they were being added to the Lord. Those who believed, those who acknowledged Jesus as their Savior and devoted themselves to him, joined and gathered them, crowds both of men and women. That's not the same verse, but uh, it's not a coincidence. One of you out there needs to be saved. You need to say, yes, Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. So let's go ahead and pray. Say, Heavenly Father, Lord, I take on Jesus. Please, I need a Savior. Forgive me for all my sins and wrongdoings I have done, Lord. I let go of each and my, and I confess, Lord, that I've been wrong. I've done wrong things, Lord God. Heal me of this sickness, sin, disease, Lord, that I have, Lord. That my hand keeps going to, to sin, Lord. Heal me. I have ruined everything. Sir. I surrender to you, Jesus. I put on Jesus so that we can, Jesus can whip the devil. I can whip the devil. I can whip my anxieties and frustrations, Lord, and become a new person through Christ Jesus. Lord, I just received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Right now, say this. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you. I accept you as my Savior on the cross that you died for me. 
Take away my sin and sickness and disease, Lord, and restore me to a joyful health with you and the Father. As that's what I was made for, Lord, to be have peace with you, Lord, and I surrender to you. Thank you for entering and coming into my heart, and Lord. I thank you for this time. And seal me with your Holy Spirit. Seal me with your love and your presence, Lord. We ask in Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people say, amen and amen. All right, we're going to leave that Hebrews alone and, and keep on going here. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14 on this Bible says, For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. If you want to check up on your spiritual growth and see if you're making progress in the Lord, <clears throat> examine your love walk. Since our goal is to grow up in the image of Jesus and he is love, you can be assured that the more loving you become, the more you're maturing and becoming like him. To be honest, I can't tell if I'm making progress in the Lord. You might say, some days I walk in love, other days I don't. It seems at times I take one step forward and then two steps back. If that's the case, what do you need to do to make what Kennedy and Gloria calls a quality decision? That's a decision about which there can be no debate on from which there is no turning back. You are the one who has to make the decision to perfect the love of God in your life. No one else can do it for you. But if you make that decision in faith and commit yourself to strengthen your heart by feeding on God's word about love, you can be absolutely sure the Lord himself will back you up all the way. He will teach you what you need to know and give you the strength in hard times to keep going and growing in love. But I warn you, there will be some hard times. There will be times when you would rather do anything than walk in love. It will seem as though it is taking off a pound of flesh. There will be times when your natural senses pressure you to go ahead and get mad, to seek your own and retaliate. That's because love is directly opposed to the senses. They have been trained so selfish to selfishly seek their own way. The senses have been trained. But love, the word says, does not seek its own right or its own way. And to walk in love, you must demand that your senses, your flesh, be subject to the word. Without making a quality decision, you will not be able to do that. You'll crumble and yield to the pressures of the moment. Then regret it later. Okay? Remember, the Holy Spirit's not going to go away. You're going to wake up in the morning, you guys, and the Holy Spirit, the love of God's still going to be there after your turmoil of, and start regretting it. So that's the best time to thank, start thanking God that you're a misfit. I thank you, God, I messed up. So commit yourself now to live a life ruled by love. Then when temptation comes, you'll remember your decision and make the right choice. You'll take another step forward instead of taking two steps back. You'll, you'll look a little more like the master as you go on and grow on in love. You'll take another step forward instead of taking two steps back. 
you'll look a little more like the master as you go on and, and grow on in love. Remember, if you're stuck in a situation, just start thanking Jesus for that situation. And don't put any, any details on it. Just say, thank you, God, I'm doing this. I had a, I was running a, I was in a church and I was running one of the, of a facilitating a recovery, celebrate recovery meeting at a church. And the office workers came and gave me a note and they said, there's a lady that wants somebody from the church to go see her brother. Uh, he's dying from alcoholism. So I went met the lady. She said, oh, my brother's in the back. They, the, the hospital sent him home to die. They said there's nothing they can do for him. So I went to go see him, and he was 52 years old, and he had a pot belly that looked like he was seven months pregnant. And he said, yeah, I can't stop drinking. He goes, it's just, it's just no use. He goes, I'm going home to glory. I know Jesus is there. The angels are coming for me. I'm, I'm happy as a lark. And he was. We laughed and we carried on and we talked. He gave me some of his musical CDs. Here, here. I'm not going to need this. What was I going to do, right? Five days later, he was gone. He's gone to glory. Swollen liver, not being able to stop. If he only knew and being committed to thanking God every time he took a sip of liquor, thank you, Jesus, I'm drinking this. Thank you, Jesus. That's courage and that's having strength to, to admit. People say they're very strong. Well, admit you're wrong. See how strong you are. See if you don't coward. Uh, you know, I, I challenge people. I just challenged one guy last night. He bumped his car. He just got a car two days ago, second one. He bumped the other one and now bumped it again. Hit two cars this time. Supposedly he's not drinking, but sure. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck. But I keep telling him, can you thank God for your situation? He says, I did, and I was able to stay calm. I didn't rage and yell when the cops got there because he said he claims he fell asleep and he hit two cars driving. It wasn't just fender bender. And um, it calls me. I said, he probably wants to ride. He just got into an accident. And he goes, what do you think I'm doing wrong? God is telling me. I said, well, didn't I, what did I text you with? I said, I want you to record this so I can put it on my podcast. It's an article about a person stopping drinking and through the AA movement. You know, I actually texted a guy. I said, I want, he had the car for two days, three days. And, and the middle day, I texted him. I said, take your new car, go up to the mountains and record and send me that that." assignment I sent you. You know, I'm a sponsor in, in the program of Alcock Anonymous. And he said, well, I'm going to get a new phone. My phone is not receiving any, and it doesn't have enough memory or something like that. You know, excuses. And then, boom! And I told him, yeah, maybe God says, he's, God is not going to sponsor, uh, what do you call, because it's so easy to do it. It's so easy to maintain. Um, it's so easy to maintain friendly relationships with the God that can throw you into hell and fire and brimstone. That's the only one you're to fear. Not the economy, not war. Fear God 
and follow his procedures. Amen. Well, he gave me an excuse and boom. And I said, yep, you got him right where you want him. So I had a long talk chat with him. I didn't want to talk with him. Sounds like he's drinking. But I got him to agree that he's going to thank God for every puff of cigarette he takes. He goes, okay. And I had to go, you're, I go, you're avoiding the issue. I asked you a thing. I said, I'm working with you. You're avoiding the issue. I says, I don't want you to put a spin on it. I just want to say, thank you, God, for every puff. And I want you to give me the number you end up with in an honest basis. Sounds like a little tribute, right? But I grow in wisdom and love every time I'm trying to make, convince them to do something. I tell them, look, this is, this is just like a, 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 a laboratory. We got a carnal problem and we're, we're sprinkling it with a spiritual solution. The spiritual solution is thank you, God, for this cigarette. Thank you, God. Every time you take a puff, I want you to thank God. I want you to acknowledge God. Every time you know you shouldn't be doing that, I want you to thank God. So he stops for a minute. You know, I heard a story that uh, that Jesus, uh, Satan is a brother. And Jesus, they're brothers and we're brothers. And we have one father. I mean, it was a NED experience. And, uh, And Satan really, really is... He got passed over on promotion and he promoted us, the human race, to be like God. And he got thrown down. And the story says that all he wanted was God's attention. And he, 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 God wanted a family, the father. So Satan hates us with an incredible hatred, evil hatred that you cannot believe. So that's why we we need to protect ourselves and others by acknowledging God all the time. Satan is trying to help us destroy ourselves through cigarettes, through judgment, through through you know. But the well, we turn the tables on them by thank you God if we if we have a, a bad addiction or even a good addiction, and it's taking us away from the Word of God. Say thank you God, I'm doing this. Thank you God, I'm doing it. You say it long enough, courageously enough, and then that thing is going to back down and it's going to allow you to to get interest and strength for the Word of God, to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Let's face it, folk. We're already standing on the nickel of God. We're already standing on His hand, on His grace, on His mercy, on His love. We're standing there, and then we're saying, God is not doing nothing for me. And we're already standing there. I don't know if you can get my drift, but there's more, there's more, and there's more. All right, our last reading is January 28th by Gloria Copeland. Limitless love. Faith works by love. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. But faith which worketh by love, Galatians 5, 6. Faith which worketh by love. I'm a faith person. I believe deeply in the importance and the power of faith. Yet I'll be the first to say that faith by itself is not enough to make us more than conquerors. We must also love because the Bible clearly tells us that faith 
works by love. Love actually inspires faith. It gives faith a foundation to build on. You might even say love gives us reasons to believe. Think about the love of God, for example. His love for us is the foundation of our faith in Him. John 3.16 says, He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that by believing in Him, we wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. Imagine it. God sacrificed His very own Son for us, and what prompted Him to do it was love. Actually, it's His great love that prompts Him to do everything He does for us. It's His love that provides exceeding great and precious promises that blesses us both in this life and in the life to come. It's His mighty love that causes His mercy to be new towards us every morning. Over the years, I noticed that people who don't grasp God's love aren't able to have much faith in His Word. They struggle and try to believe, but when push comes to shove, their faith falters and fails. Why? Because they don't have a revelation of love to back it up. On the other hand, when we truly begin to understand and experience how full of compassion God is toward us, we can easily believe He'll keep His promises to us. When we know how much God cares, we can trust Him to do what He says. We can have faith that He'll take care of us in every situation. Amen. In his wonderful book, Christ the Healer, F.F. F. Bosworth writes, I have seen fate rise mountains, mountain high when the truth of God presents love and compassion begins to dawn upon the minds and hearts of the people. It is not what God can do, but what we know he yearns to do that inspires faith. Remember that when you find yourself struggling to trust the Lord, spend some time in fellowship with Him, feeding on His word of love for you. Receive and act on them in your relationship with others. You'll soon see for yourself that faith truly does work by love. Amen. I'm going to read that again because I started thinking about something else. Please bear with me. And his wonderful, by the way, F.F. Bosworth is on YouTube and his grandson reads it. And you can feel the power and the love of God come through that voice. Just an amazing, amazing free download. Just listen to it on YouTube. F.F. Bosworth, um, Christ the Healer. And... Uh, I play it. We play it all day long. We get into our subconscious mind and, and we fall in love with that voice. And that's what inspired me to keep talking and talking and talking. One of my granddaughters says, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> all right, that's enough. <laughs> Remember that uh, I'd like to ask you, give you some homework. I'd like to ask you, uh, well, let me read this. What I'm going to ask you is to... Uh, Memorize Matthew 4.23, if you will, please. Matthew went through all of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, and, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness. Now you memorize that, and the conclusion you're going to get is you're going to see on the backdrop, you're going to see God's love working. But your subconscious mind is going to, it's going to come up with that concept. 
You memorize it, and then it comes up with, wow, that's nothing. But we need the action verbs, memorize them in our subconscious mind, that with the God's word and the actions of Jesus that produces faith. That, that why would he heal all the diseases? He healed all the diseases, all the sickness. You know, it's, it's just the power of love. If you change the word around, you'll say, uh, Jesus loved and went through all of Galilee, loving in the synagogues, loving the people, proclaiming the love of God in the kingdom, the love of the, of the dome of love, and by love healing every sickness, and by love healing every disease. Only a powerful, powerful God um, that with full love can do something like that. And that's why we go to the cross. That's why we can understand the cross is his love. Amazing, amazing world. Just in boggles the imagination, the, uh, the values and the spiritual things that God has established for us who love him, who care, who seek him. Amen. All right, in his wonderful book, Christ the Healer, F.F. F. Balfour writes, I have seen fate rise mountains when the truth of God presents love and compassion begin to dawn upon the minds and hearts of the people. It is not what God can do, but what we know he yearns to do that inspires faith. Remember that when you find yourself struggling to trust the Lord, spending time in fellowship with him, feeding on his words to, of love for you, receiving and act on them in your relationship with others, you'll soon see yourself that faith truly does work by love. Amen and amen. Woohoo! Boy, what a meal. Thank you, God, for being here with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us our meal for today. In Jesus' name, bless us as we go out to here and do our activities today, Lord God. Uh, thank you for giving us success, Lord, and healing us and protecting us in every which way as we go and do your work. In Jesus' mighty name, and all of God's people say, amen and amen. Thank you, family. Thank you for coming in here today. Get out there and let's give them heaven. Limitless love, January 27, going forward or slipping back. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe, but strong meat belong to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Hebrews five thirteen and 14. If you want to check up on your spiritual growth and see if you're making progress in the Lord, examine your love walk. Since our goal is to grow up in the image of Jesus and he is love, you can be assured that the more loving you become, the more you're maturing and becoming like him. To be honest, I can't tell if I'm making progress in the Lord. You might say, some days I walk in love, other days I don't. It seems at times 
I take one step forward and then two steps back. If that's the case, what you may need to do is make what Kenneth calls a quality decision. That's a decision about which there can be no debate and from which there is no turning back. You are the one who has to make the decision to perfect the love of God in your life. No one else can do it for you. But you, but if you make that decision in faith and commit yourselves to strengthen your heart by feeding on God's word about love, you can be absolutely sure the Lord himself will back you up all the way. He will teach you what you need to know and give you the strength in hard times to keep going and growing in love. But I warned you, there will be some hard times. There will be times when you would rather do anything than walk in love. It will seem as though it is t taking off a pound of flesh. There will be times when your mortal senses pressure you to go ahead and get mad, to seek your own and retaliate. That's because love is directly opposed to the senses. They have been trained to selfishly seek their own way. But love, the word says, does not seek its own right or its own way. And to walk in love, you must demand that your senses, your fresh, but subject to the world. Without making a quality decision, you will not be able to do that. You'll crumble and yield to the pressure of the moment, then regret it later. So commit yourself now to live a full life by love. Then when temptation comes, you'll remember your decision and make it right away. You'll, you'll take another step towards, instead of taking two steps back. You'll take one forward, finally. You'll look a little more like the master as you go on and grow on in love. Amen and amen. Thank you so much.